there, welcome to my podcast. This is episode 42 of the Tim Voxelbaum Show. My name is Tim Voxelbaum and I'm the host of this program. Thank you for tuning in to my content. I am a podcaster from Texas, Illinois, and Chicago, and currently I reside in Texarkana. No, I don't. Fuck that. Anyway, that was that's how I usually introduce the episode. I just make a bunch of weird noises. This is my first time talking to anybody uh, this whole week. Maybe, yeah, since I last did this podcast, and actually... I'm still not even, I'm still not talking to anybody. This isn't, this doesn't count as like talking to somebody. This is just me talking to a camera. So actually I'm still, this does not count as, as, uh, breaking my asocial streak. This doesn't count as being normal, as not being insane. So I'm still doing that. You're experiencing, this is my, uh, video diary. That's all this is. It's not like a thing. This is my content. Thank you for watching it. Thank you for tuning in to my content that I do every week. Man, do I need a haircut. And man, do I not care that I need a haircut. Because nobody sees me. I'm a freaking... I'm a recluse. A recluse. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I'm a recluse. I learned how to say that word because of uh brown fucking recluses the kind of spider that i was talking about on the last episode because they have them we got them here they uh, they i guess i could say we because i live here we got uh brown recluses in this town in this part of the country and i think i was making a big deal about much to do about nothing, man, because uh little update on that. Uh that's the only thing there's no news no news on no news is good news, as they say, uh because I have not seen a single spider in this house since that one that I saw that I that scared the fuck out of me. That's it. I haven't I cleaned, I I vacuumed and I laid out all these traps that are made specifically for spiders. They're marketed for the brown recluse. And there's nothing. They're all empty. I laid out all these traps around the entire perimeter of the house. I mean, I was very lazy, so I only... Not the entire... Like, not every single room has them. But, like, I, I, I laid out enough of these traps where I was expecting to at least find something going on but no nah, nothing they're all pretty much empty except for like these tiny little f- bugs of that i don't even know like fleas that are too tiny to even know if they're even like if they're even animals like what are these they're just specks these tiny little specks i was like what are they even i wouldn't have even known that they existed if i didn't if they didn't weren't on these stupid traps so anyway, the, the, the update on the brown recluse situation is that there's no situation at all. It was just one lone fluke of a spider that scared the bejesus out of me. And I was like all on lockdown. And now there is nothing. So, and also, they're not going to, like, it's not that, they're not that much of a threat. You could be living with them for months without getting bit because they're not aggressive they're recluses so like they don't go around like seeking out people and uh you kind of have to be like you kind of have to like smash up against them for them to even be able to bite you because they're not strong enough to do it on their own they can't just they don't have enough power to just stick their fangs in your skin you have to push against them to give them leverage. So so you have to be kind of like the attacker. So as long as you're not doing any sudden movements in your sleep and like going like that. Also, I'm pretty, like my bed, they can't even climb 
bedposts that easily. Like if they're slick surfaces, they can't even really climb up slick surfaces and like to begin with. So you have to bring them in bed with you. Like, but like so, all all I all I got out of this is that I I just gotta check my bed. I gotta check my my shoes before wearing them. That's it. That's it. Big whoop. And, you know, just don't you get used to, like, training yourself to not go like that, you know? Because you might slap the wrong thing, and then boom. And then I saw this YouTuber, because I was pretty freaked out by that experience. Just one tiny little spider when I found out what it was. That shit freaked me out. So I was watching pretty much everything on YouTube about brown recluses, so I pretty much became an expert on them. Certainly I could identify them, no problem. They have a very distinct look to them. And their eyes, they have like six eyes, whatever. They're very very easy to identify. But they're not even, they're recluses. You don't see them that often. Like if they're here, they're hiding, man. And I, anyway, I saw this YouTuber, this badass gangster dude who's not afraid of bugs. And he was just like kissing a, he was kissing a fucking brown recluse. He was like, oh, it's fucking, it's harmless. And he he actually got bit by one on purpose, like a real badass. Like, not just somebody who's like, oh, I just killed us. But no, man, he actually got bit by one to show the world that it's nothing to be afraid of. Just as long as you clean it, is if you clean the wound, this was his theory you're not going to get like uh the ner- the necrosis that is so freak that was the thing to be worried about is you know you don't want like to lose a limb from that shit uh and he was just like yeah here's he showed the wound like a week later and he was just like yeah i cleaned it and there's no necrosis but there was like a clear red line going up his arm and that was freaky. He was just like, oh, it's just uh, it's just from bacteria. I don't think this guy was necessarily an expert on this con- on this topic, but it made me less afraid of, of these bugs. And uh, yeah, this place is pretty well protected. Like I got the peace of mind of having all these traps laid out and nothing, you know, you can't get past the glue traps. If, if they, and once you enter a glue trap, you're stuck in that thing. I don't know, so, so, so I got over it. Basically, living in Texas, not so bad. I'm gonna keep doing it. I was thinking about like moving somewhere else when I when that happened, because I am not a fan of bugs. But now that I learned about how to control them, it's like okay, mind over matter. Just get tougher, man, and deal with it. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. What is bad is the drought. We're in a freaking drought. For the past three months, it's been 100 degrees every single day, no sign of it stopping, no rain, and I'm starting to really get this fucking, like, urge for fucking rain to happen. Just the seeing rain clouds would make me happy, because it's fucking, everything's dry, there's bushfires, brush fires that you gotta worry about. And everything's, there's no water, man. All these, like, nice little, like, places, like Jacob's Well, it's all dry. So we're in this La Nina phase, and it's like, dude, what do we got? It'd be nice to have some some wetness so that, I don't know, my just for my lawn to be green again. But at least, I don't know, man, like, like, it just would be nice for a change to have something, some variation in the weather. But I'm getting through it. We're already in August. The year is flying by. And I ain't doing jack shit this year. I'm taking an off year. I've been going through such an introverted fucking phase, dude. Like, I I go through those. I go through these phases of reclusion where I don't leave the house, don't talk to nobody, don't go to any, don't leave, don't do nothing social for months. And this is probably one of the longest ones I've gone through, man. 
But I, I'm starting to get that feeling of like, you know, it would be nice to just talk to somebody, to have like a conversation. It doesn't even have to be with like somebody cool. I'm getting, you get thirsty for like socialization. You get thirsty. Like even if I would even tolerate an annoying person for a little bit. That's it. Just you just bottle it up. You start to like build up this like, like okay, I wouldn't mind some interaction with somebody, even a douchebag. Like you get tolerant. You get like, hey, I will tolerate somebody's quirks for a second, and then I'm gonna go back in my house, and for another few months, and then because I get sick of people after that one interaction. But but uh. Because I am right to do this. Like, being introverted is, it's the correct move, man. Like, being alone is pretty not bad, dude. It's so fucking relaxing, dude. Like, I have, like, so, okay, my biggest complaint is the weather. Okay, that's great, man. Living off savings. I'm living off money that I made last year. And I'm trying not to burn it on dumb things. This is a very financially inclined podcast. That's what it's becoming. It's just like, okay, let's just live for as long as possible. Cut down on spending. Let's just learn how to be a rich douchebag who just avoids danger and just tries to outlive his enemies. Because Lord knows I ain't getting back at them by fucking their wives. Which I wouldn't do. I mean, that is a pretty dick move, even if they're your enemy. I don't really have anyone that's that big of an enemy where I would fuck their wives. Girlfriend, maybe. Girlfriend, yeah. I would fuck the shit out of somebody's girlfriend if they were like, if I had like a fucking vendetta against them. And I was just like had the ability to to uh, impress their girlfriend and steal them. I I I don't I would not put that past me. I am a vengeful Jewish Jew who has like this this greed and this hunger for like power, and I just want to accumulate oh wealth, mostly wealth at the moment because wealth and power kind of go hand in hand and I just want to be able to get to the point where I could just live off of my dividends where it doesn't even fucking matter what the market's doing I just want to get such a nice ball of wealth where it's just like hey man just by having so much you're just making passive income just by investing in, in these index funds you have enough passive income to live off regardless of what the markets. It doesn't matter. There's always going to be some money coming in. So you don't even have to look at it, man. Fuck mortgages. Fuck anything. Fuck all your expenses will just slowly become insignificant because you're just snowballing. Your portfolio just goes up and up even more every year. And you just start rebalancing into these more secure investments in companies like Apple. Eventually, you just slowly put more money into Apple, which is a boring thing to put money into, but it, the dividends slowly go up and up. But anyway, we don't need to talk only about finance, but what is the update on finance? Well, I paid off $10,000 of my car, that I don't use because I have this car this Mazda Miata and I'm not somebody that like goes out very much like I get all my groceries delivered uh they just leave them outside and then I pick and I retrieve them usually I'm not even like dressed to ret to retrieve my groceries so I just grab them while completely nude and I just hope that nobody gets sees me you know I have a you know so so the car just sits in my garage. I, you know, like it has like a bunch of gas, but it just sits in the hot garage, just depreciated in value. 
And so that's not a good investment vehicle, and I don't fucking need it, dude. You can do everything online. What is the point of cars, man? Uh, but anyway, so I, so it's just sitting there, and I'm paying interest on it, and it's like, I was just like, why am I just paying interest on this loan at 6% a you know? Uh, what am I doing, man? I got all this Tesla money that I, you know, so instead of just living off that, because interest, what that is, is what you're paying for is time. You're paying money to give you time to not pay for something else. And if you have the money to pay off your loan, you might as well do that because it's not helping you out. If you don't absolutely you don't want to be on the losing side of that equation. If somebody else is making money off your car payments in interest, you're the one, you're the loser of that situation. You want to be making interest, not paying it. All right? So I, I paid $10,000 in the past week towards my loan, which is now at 20000 remaining. So it was at 30000 That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Uh, so 20 K is still, still a lot of money to have like that. Yeah. Oh man. So like, I want to pay it even more, but so I'm going to pay it down probably to like 15 K and that's enough. And then, then it's going to be less significant feeling of, of, of a liability because the interest will be only be like a thousand bucks a year. Right now it's at 1200 a year interest just to to have a car and it's like that money could be better invested in other shit even though you know it's not that bad but you might as well just get it paid down so that's what i'm doing that's what i'm comfortable with about 15k is where it's like okay at least it's going down way faster than i'm than they want me to pay it down they want me to pay it down fucking for years and years, and they just want to keep making that interest. It's like, I ain't no sucker, baby. And so that's where I'm at with the loan. And that's my only loan right now, except for, like, you know, credit cards. But I pay those off. I pay those motherfuckers off. Anyway, so the fucking, the thing that I've been doing, you know, because there's money that I'm putting into the marketplace. I'm putting it into stocks. Putting this Tesla because times are tough for everybody, even the people that are uh, upper middle class. Everybody is affected by inflation in some ways more than other. And some people are going through way more than other people. Like you know, some people have to like get a second job or some shit like that. I don't know, man. I'm doing fine. I had to sell a fucking luxury vehicle. Uh, like, yeah, if I, if the, if inflation, if the market just stayed where it was in 21 and everything was still like at the all time high, like Bitcoin still at 60,000, I guess I wouldn't have needed to sell that car. I would just be like, oh, I got like all this money in, in Doge. I could just sell some of that if I, if I need to. Uh, so, so I, so I did have to do that because of the, you know, I didn't really have that much money to like for, to live off when the market went down, baby. So that's how it affected me. And so I got this influx of cash from the Tesla and I can't just immediately just deposit it straight into the, into the brokerage's accounts for, uh, for that because I need some to live off. And I need to pay off that loan and just general living expenses, which are pretty not negligible, dog. I got health insurance I got to pay out of my pocket. Nobody, I got, I got, nobody else is paying for my health insurance. I ain't on Medicaid, you know? So I, so that's a substantial expense of like 500 bucks a month, man. And uh, property taxes, lawn care. I spend big bucks on lawn care, like 200 bucks a month. Um, water, electricity, that's about it. I mean, that's, what else? Food is my biggest probably expense. I spend 
Oh man, I've been eating well. I've been eating super well. Uh, not healthy. Not healthy. I've been like fucking just eating whatever I want, dog. Uh, and it's it's nice, man. So I don't know, but you know, sometimes I I don't order out every single day. But when I order every food that I buy, is I'm paying a huge premium because of delivery fees. I pay a person. I pay a personal shopper to do it all for me. And they often text me, they go, hey, unfortunately, they're out of this specific type of pecan that you wanted, but they got, so is there anything in this photo that you would like? I always look at the photo and there's never anything in the photo that I want. So I just don't respond. I just go, yeah, whatever, you can handle it. Sometimes I say refund, please, but that's as far as I go, as far as socialize, as far as like communication with the shopper, because I'm too, I don't know, I don't know, I'm too introverted to be like, yeah, can you get me, I just fucking let them deal with it, and nine times out of ten, they will pick something automatically that's a good, they just fucking figure it out, so, so I pay a huge premium, and I tip them, and so anytime I get any amount of groceries, minimum, it's going to be like 50 bucks. Uh, and what am I getting? Pretty not healthy food, and I've been eating. But I ain't complaining, man. Because, uh, yeah, so I get my meal of choice for as of, Reese, as of you know, the past few weeks has been uh, keto ice cream with pecans in it. I just let that shit melt. I let the pint of ice cream sit out for, you know, about a good good half an hour. And then it's at the right softness where I could just jam in a bunch of pecans. And it's fucking delicious. The fucking texture of crunchy, fresh pecans with half-melted ice cream. And this is... This is like keto, like low-carb ice cream, but it's pretty good still, man. It still tastes fucking delicious, man. It doesn't feel like you're eating healthy diet food. And it hits the spot. So I've been eating that as my, pretty much as my whole diet. There's just been ice cream and nuts, and I feel great. It's the equivalent of like being an alcoholic who just gets blackout drunk like every night. But then they just go to bed and they sleep it off. We they don't really feel any negative consequences. They just fucking they just let time and sleep do its job. They just go fuck. Hey, I that was a bad decision, but nobody is gonna count on. Nobody cares. Nobody's gonna be like, hey, where were you, man? You're late for work. What were you doing last night? Nobody, that's never going to be a problem for somebody that doesn't have a job. So that's me. That's my life. Just been eating, just been living it up. Eating ice cream, going to sleep, trying to wake, trying to stay up until the market opens, you know. 8.30 a.m. is when the market opens. And I'm usually, that's usually about when I'm ready to go to bed, man. But today, or, you know, yesterday was Monday. And I I had to fucking stay up for the market open because it was a big day for the D-Gen market uh, because I've been going on the Reddits a lot. I've been going on the Wall Street Bets subreddit, which is a very healthy thing to be doing. Uh, that's, you know, I go on other subreddits like the Bogleheads, the Dividends, the Stock Markets, just the ones that are, you know, a whole plethora of investment styles like there's the bogleheads which is the most conservative you could possibly get that's where you just invest in in uh index funds and bonds mutual funds that are for retirement purposes and you don't fucking get in the nitty-gritty of like okay here's a meme stock let's just invest in this high risk individual company and hope it shoots up and then immediately 
sell. No, this is like the most conservative, long-term, set it, forget it, don't even look at the dividend, just make a monthly contribution, automatically reinvest your dividends. That's bogleheads, and that's fun for people that plan on being alive for 30 years plus. But then there's the degenerate side of things, which is Wall Street bets, which is gambling, baby, which is people that just want to make a quick buck or lose a quick buck to like lose their savings in one day, which is fun, man. It's adrenaline in it, but it keeps you fucking. So I got in, I got sucked into that because I was like, hey, I'm, I'm greedy. I'm a degenerate. Let's fucking gamble. So I was like, okay. So I, I got into it because, you know, the market, is kind of been coming back a little bit like we're kind of been going up like this this green of like of everything's been green for the past week uh so it's like okay so people are becoming bullish again and there's this stock that's been making waves on the b on the uh, wall street bet and it's bbby and it is the new GameStop. it's bed bath and beyond and it is an absolute shit show of a company right now. It is going down in value. They are not doing well in any measurable way. The you know that's not why I'm interested. That's the point. The point is is it's going. It's been going down. Just fucking like GameStop was. Just has no promise for the future because of it's being completely uh, ripped to shreds. By Amazon, because who the fuck would go to Bed Bath & Beyond? We could just get it on Amazon, delivered same day, for cheaper. Like, there's absolutely no reason to go to a brick and mortar like a fool. But people have a soft spot still for that place. Because, you know, that place, everyone's heard of Bed Bath & Beyond. So if it goes out of business, that'd be kind of sad. Uh, and the company has a market cap of like a billion, less than a billion dollars. It was last time I checked. So you could buy the entire company for less than a billion dollars. And that's pretty crazy, man. Uh, for such a famous company brand to be worth that little, but nobody fucking needs it anymore. So it's, it's obsolete. So why? So the reason it's becoming a thing to invest in on, Wall Street bets is because it's, they think it's super heavily shorted by these hedge funds. Same reason that they picked GameStop is because these hedge funds had so much money riding on the decline and the failure of the business. The more it goes down, the more they make money because they're borrowing shares. And if the if 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 enough people buy the company it will go up in value and they will force these hedge fund owners to have to buy back their shares at a higher price. Uh, and it's called a squeeze, a short squeeze. And that could cause the, the price to skyrocket. And that's what happened with GameStop over a year ago. And that was exciting, man. A lot of people made a lot of money on that. And so that's what the hope is with uh, Bed Bath & Beyond is that it goes up. So I... I was like, you know what, fuck it, man. I got some liquidity. I got some cash to throw around. And that's the thing. I see it as what it is. It's a gamble. I'm basically betting money on 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 plaque. It's like roulette. It's like, okay, fuck it. This is not a thing that I'm like, like it's, I categorize it as pretty much gambling. But I don't, that's so, I was like, okay. I decided I'm doing it, so what's the amount I'm comfortable putting in? It's like, well, uh, whatever you're willing to lose, essentially, is basically what you're putting into this motherfucker. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put in two grand. So that's what I did. I put in two grand. So I got 200 shares at about 10 bucks a share pre-market. Before the market even opened, it was already going up. It was like, fuck. So the FOMO was kicking in. And I didn't like that because I just wanted to do like a lump sum, just like fuck it, just YOLO, throw in the two G's. If it goes up, ooh, if it, great, I'll take out my money. Um, I want to try to get my two grand back and the rest is just funny money. 
let the house do whatever it wants with that with the rest of it but i the plan would be to take out my original investment and let the rest just do whatever the fuck it wants because i'm not trying to get rich off it it would just be nice to make a few extra thousand bucks because then i could use that to put into something legitimate like an index fund that's just like just the thought of like accelerating my my uh you know, my retirement, like getting closer to having enough money to live off dividends is what I'm chasing after. I ain't trying to get rich off this uh, this meme stock, and that's what it is. Uh, and a lot of, you know, they say that uh, it could go up to like 80 bucks a share. If it did that, that'd be fucking amazing, dude. I would, I would have, I don't know how much money, 200 times 80 16,000 maybe something like that if i make 16k that'd be uh 14k profit it's a nice chunk of change to throw into an index and just not worry about it i mean hey it's not that crazy of money it's not that nuts but uh no would that be only yeah eight times more i'm not good at math but anyway it's not like I'm, it's just a re. it's like, okay, if it goes, what's the worst it could go down anyway? Probably five bucks is the floor. So I would lose half my money, I guess, something like that. Yeah, I would lose a thousand bucks. Big whoop. So that's the downside. The upside up to is like, okay, I could make a lot. If it goes to 80 bucks and the reason people forecast this is because they, there's this billionaire dude named Ryan Cohen who has like a huge share of that company. And supposedly he's like this guy who could like save the company because he knows how to do it. Like he owns this other company called Chewy, which he founded and like it somehow it competes. It's a pet food company. And it competes with Amazon. So if he knows how to do that with one company, the thought is, okay, maybe he'll save Bed Bath & Beyond. And he has an average buy-in price of 80 bucks or some shit like that. I don't freaking know. 40 bucks. Uh, my average buy-in is like 10 less, uh, ten bucks. I'm not going to put any more in, though. See, that's the thing. I got the right temperament where I, I don't give a shit. I don't, if it goes down... I might feel tempted to put more money in maybe, like maybe another thousand, but it would have to go down like a lot because then you just like, okay, I'll lower my average cost, but you don't want to have this sunken loss feeling of like, oh, now I got to keep putting more money in because then you're going to be stuck as a bag holder and nobody wants to be a bag holder, man. Nobody wants to be forced to hold a stock that's down, hoping that it just goes back up so you could finally break even that's why i'm only doing it with two grand that's my risk uh that's my level of what i'm comfortable putting into a fucking meme stock because if you have if you set these these limits for yourself and have a risk management strategy you're not gonna lose your house you're not gonna be like oh what did i do it's like it scratches an itch that I can't get scratched by buying shares of Apple. This is like something that could, it's like I can only learn from this experience. I'm not going to lose a shitload of money. So it's a, it's like not a dumb thing to do if you know what you're doing, man. Like these, these, these Wall Street bet people, they're not me. But see, I am a bag holder, so I do know what it feels like to have a huge bag of something that you're hoping goes back up so you could get the fuck out of it dude that's when i am with that's what i'm that's where i'm at with crypto that's where i've been in crypto for a year may i believe of 21 was when everything was at the peak was when dogecoin was at 69 cents that's when i was like at the like holy shit uh, so I'm stuck with this huge bag of crypto and I'm, I want to get out so I could put it in something that actually feels like a real investment, like mutual funds, man. It's just something about it cause it's so old cause they've been around for like a hundred years. So it just, 
It's like, okay, this is an adult investment. It's not going anywhere. Fidelity is not going anywhere. Uh, and yeah, so I'm a bag holder. So I get what it's like to be stuck um, and not have liquid cash that you want. Because you need to always be ready to swoop in on an investment like Warren Buffett. This dude does not invest in meme stocks. It takes a lot for this dude to get excited about an investment. And when he does get excited about something, he makes a fucking well-informed... It takes a lot. So when he does, it, he goes fucking hard. He springs into action, man. He doesn't just invest $2,000. He invests $2 billion at at the very least 2 billion is not even is nothing for him he's got like 105 billion in cash cuz you always need some cash in your account in your brokerage account to invest in case you need to spring into action not fom not fomo into action not panic buy i'm talking like when there's something that just goes on sale that you've been waiting for for like six months. Like, okay, I got this settled cash. You always need some cash to invest if you need to. You don't want to just have 100%. Uh, you don't want to be waiting on a deposit to clear. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, I got five. I got, I had, I got six grand in my Webull account. Let's fucking play with it. To the point where you're not going to feel regretful if if it all goes to shit. If Bed Bath & Beyond goes to $2, I'll be fine. But yeah, greed, man. Wall Street Bets attracts a certain type of person. Not really an investor. It, it attracts gamblers, degenerates. And I mean that with, with not in an insulting way. That's just kind of what it is. It's people trying to make a huge amount of money in a short amount of time in a huge high-risk, you know, method, uh, way of going about. Um, it's the least conservative. It's the people who just go like, oh, man, memes. Uh, they buy at the all-time high. And then they lose like $80,000 of their life savings because they YOLO'd into something way after you're supposed to, man. That's how I felt about this BBBY. Like a lot of people invested at six bucks. I don't even know what the bottom is. I did very little research on this before making the decision. Because uh, there's only a 2000 bucks of a decision. But that's still a decent sized position for me. Uh, it's all, you know, it's all relative to your portfolio size and, uh, two, 2000 is like 10% of my account on Webull. So yeah, so I didn't do much research, but since people already profited pretty good on it, I already felt like I was buying in at the, at the high, you don't want to be buying in at the top. You're going to lose money. So anyway, a lot of people on there, they just post their their losses and it's called loss porn. And it's like, holy shit, you lost 99% of what you deposited. And that was your life savings. And that is like so fucking sad to see. And it's like, I don't want to be that. I've already kind of learned how to like avoid losing money and so, like I dabbled in binary options the way people lose and make you know huge amounts of money overnight is with options I ain't I've never done regular options I've only done binary options which are a type of options that are it's gambling it's just betting against the market it's like oh I'm going to buy this hoping that it's worth a certain strike price at this time and if it's not i lose all my money and if it does i double my money it's just it's just gambling and i was like okay so you just start getting addicted to it and once you make a certain amount you get it you, you start going down this rabbit hole and then you lose some and it's like well i know i was i i could make some so i'm going to try to make back what i lost and of course <laughs> 
you never do. You always go, you keep losing more and more, and then you end up with this portfolio that's worth nothing. And you post your losses on Wall Street bets, and people go, glad I'm not you. I don't know. And then it's a cycle, and then they just go back to it. I don't know, man. It's a lesson that people learn, but it's also a beautiful thing when activism becomes a way to make money. For once, people made money by um, committing acts of, I don't know, activism. Uh, like they, they pitted themselves against, it was the people versus the upper class hedge fund people. These billionaires at the top versus these, you know, wage slaves at the bottom using this collective strategy to band together to all buy this one stock so that it causes a cascade effect, an uproar of squeezing the hedge funds and forcing them to buy these shares at a huge loss to the people's profit, to the every man. They were the ones making the profit instead of the hedge funds. So that's the beautiful thing about it. That's That would be nice for that to happen again with Bed Bath & Beyond. So I ain't going to sell that shit, man. But, man, I am going to sell it. I'm going to sell it when it hits 20 bucks for sure. If it hits 15 bucks, I'll probably sell a little bit, man, because I'm going to get that principle back. You always got to respect the principle that is sacred, that is a cardinal rule of this podcast is that you never touch your principle. You live off that principle, uh, that what it gets you, but you don't ever touch it. But other people, they, they fucking haven't learned these lessons that I've learned, man. They haven't learned that you should never... You should always, you got to take some profit. If it, you got to learn when to take profit and don't sell all of it the second you're profitable. Like I could have made 400 bucks today just by selling off the, the Bed Bath and Beyond. The two, if, I, if I just sold it off right now or when the market opens, I would be profitable. That's 400 bucks that I didn't have. Um, but that's not a that's not that's nothing, man. That's nothing. Anyone that's child's play. So I don't know. There's a greed factor at play of like, you know what? I want more. Um So yeah, meme stocks, man. It takes I have I'm in the right place where it's like I'm doing fine. Not sometimes the best move is to not do anything, and that's what I've been doing this year, man. This year, I've been just chilling, just letting the dust settle because financially, yeah, I've not been doing anything to generate income this year, man. Like, and that's not where you want to be. You don't want to just be living off savings, but you can if your savings are working for you. Um, cause I have all this crypto just stuck in this company uh that i own but it's not my it's the company's money it's in the it's it belongs to the company and i'm letting people take out their crypto from the app that i made because i'm a i'm a fucking intelligent entrepreneur and i thought of this business idea and i put it into action it, it's a it was four years ago that I started it and it accumulated, I don't know, 7 million customers. And they all made, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them, they made money from it. That was the thing about it. I, it's this business that paid people crypto to click on ads. And that business model is as old as the internet itself. It's like, okay, you get paid to click ads yeah, that's been around since the 90s. Well, I was the first to implement that idea in a certain way on Telegram, and it was genius, and it took off immediately, but 
it's done. I, I stopped doing it because it's the logistics of running a crypto app is extremely complicated. The accounting for it is cripplingly fucking brutally difficult. And that was enough for me to want to get out of it, especially when it started going into the fucking uh, high, you know, when it got into the real dollar amounts, like life changing figures. Then I was like, okay. So I got the fuck out of there, but it's still going. Like it's not fully shut down because I got all these motherfuckers who still have a small balance in their account that they earn from clicking on ads or from depositing to buy advertisements. Some of them just haven't withdrawn. And I've been telling these motherfuckers, I've been sending them notices since last December or earlier even saying, hey man, the business is done. You got to take your money out because it's not yours anymore. You're, you're, if you don't withdraw by this date, it's not yours. And so that date has come and gone. But I'm a nice guy and I don't want to just like, you know, take other people's money. That's not my, like it's technically not theirs anymore because I said, okay, if you don't take it out by this date, it's not yours anymore. But, you know, people forget so I'm a nice guy. So I'm going to keep it open for at least uh, this for the rest of the year until next year and let people take out their tiny, tiny bit of crypto. Um, but that's something I have been, I got to decide when is it done? How long am I going to keep it going? Because this money, you know, that's it's a significant amount. So, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it's my money yet, even though technically, I guess legally, it is. It's my money. It's not there. Not your keys. Not your crypto. But they are entitled to some of it. So, but the bottom line is, when it's when half of your when all of this money is in crypto, it just doesn't feel real, even though that's even though it is real and it does carry us a, a real value, a marketable value. But fuck that, fuck crypto. I want it to be in a safe place. So when the market comes back, that's going to go up in value and people are going to be like, oh, they, they're going to want their balance, the ones who haven't already withdrawn it. Um, I don't know. I, I guess the point is I want this money in my accounts. I want it to be under my name because this, this we're talking like you know a good amount of money like seven figures potentially when it goes back up in value and i want that to be in my net worth i guess is what i'm saying i want to be a seven figure having motherfucker and i want to retain the status as that for the rest of my life I don't know. It's just important to me. I want to be a high net worth individual. And then later on, I'll contribute something back to society because like, I don't know, man, I'm a late bloomer. Like it's like, I'm very youthful for my age. Not really. I'm, I'm an old fuck. I'm an old fuck and I'm only getting older mentally. And it's like, okay, but I'm going to be very young still like i'm gonna be living a long life is my feeling so i'm gonna i guess i'm just focused on internal shit that involves just like thinking and like planning shit i've been working on myself lately i've been a shitty person to, to everyone else i've not been helping anyone else in life just myself and that's just fine because i'm going through like a a re um a rebirthing cuz i've been trying out these uh these antidepressants and i'll give an update on that so i started on zoloft about 2 weeks ago i don't know something like that and i don't really feel them yet but i'm giving myself time i'm going to give them a nice trial of at least probably like 2 months before i decide if they're right for me the side effects are pretty fucking mild. I don't, I'm not really having any bad side effects. I can still jizz. Um, I'm still, it's fine. Um, cause I need it. Cause like I haven't had any desire to do anything 
except for just relax, sleep, eat, DoorDash, stocks, bond, not bonds. Bonds are the most boring investment. Uh, but yeah, nothing. Like I, I haven't had the motivation to do anything but be a homeowner, man. Like I'm just like like chilling, man. And just, um, I haven't had any ability to do TikTok, even though I know, I know that I should be, but it's like, I just don't have that. Like, oh, I need to put myself out there. No. Or create content, like content, like this podcast, very hard to do right now. Doing it. Okay. Not that hard, but putting it up and doing like the part where I make clips of it. Ooh, man, it's not going to go anywhere if I don't do that. If I don't continue putting out clips on TikTok, Instagram, like reels, man, that's how I could build an audience. And I, it's not rocket science, man. But if I'm not doing that, it ain't going to go nowhere, man. So it's basically just a video diary for people. The only reason anyone would watch this is if like I do something like a huge uh, mass crime of some kind in the future like oh let's he, like they that's the only reason anyone would ever go through the catalog and the backlog of this podcast because it's not like i'm doing anything groundbreaking on this except for where i talk about stocks and investing that is my passion man some people have a passion for investing and like it is you know it's fun but nobody knows nobody knows what it's gonna do um so yeah, but I I will want to get back into that though. I will I do still have that itch of like, man, it would be good to put out content of some kind and be a content creator and try to build a brand and build an audience and actually interact with the audience. That's what you kinda have to do. You can't just like dump episodes of a podcast into the ether and not like check back not like read the comments. You can't really like do that and expect to go anywhere. But hey, at least I know, at least I have a realistic expectation. Anyway, and you know, I'm trying to be a patriarch. Not of my own family. Like I don't know if I want to raise my own family. But maybe I'll just be like the patriarch of somebody else's family. Like, I'll just be, like, the uncle who, like, is a better... Like, I'll help with the parenting, maybe, in some ways. Like, I'll give him advice. I'll take him fishing, maybe. Maybe they'll take me fishing. I don't fucking know. I don't have anything to offer a kid except for, like, financial advice. Like, I would just be like, hey... Invest some of your allowance into this hedge fund, into this mutual fund. Some bore, the most, I'm going to be the most boring uncle in the world, man. But I don't know, man. I just, I'm just, that. that's the thing. I haven't felt anything yet from the Zoloft. But the hope is that it gives me more energy to want to pursue those creative things. Because when you have your own fucking house... And nobody really demands anything of you. And like you don't have any like community to like encourage you to go out and do shit and like do, be creative. It ain't going to happen, man. Like I, I, it's just fine to like not do anything for long stretches of your life. Like if nobody is complaining and you're just kind of just being a fucking member of your community without anyone knowing about you or you bugging or causing trouble that's not a bad thing man just just being a dude who just does nothing all day but is enjoying himself i'm you know what i'm fine with just that just being uh happy is the first step that's the first step man and then the rest of the shit that makes me feel inadequate, I don't give a fuck about as much. That's the first step, I think, is to just not 
feel bad about your life. And then maybe after that, I'll start having a life again. Maybe. Hey, I didn't ever really feel like I did have a life. I just, like when I was going out, I wasn't really feeling that happy. I was just like, fuck. I'm going to do these open mics. That's it. Like, I just feel like I'm just going to do these open mics. I don't know why I was doing them. I didn't have any goals. I wasn't like, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to like actually form a life. And I don't need to do wonky, weird hobbies to feel valid as a person, man. Just holding the fort, just being stable is enough for me to feel good i don't need to be um the coolest person ever like just not being crazy like having zero followers um doesn't bug me anymore like i don't care like okay that used that was the only reason i wanted to do tiktok is like okay i need followers to then feel valid so that i could do other things like do stand up. It's like, oh, if I have a following, I'll be able to do what I really want to do, which is more podcasting, stand up, and just feel cool. But it's like, I don't really need that to be happy. I don't think it'd be cool, maybe, but that's not. If you need that to be happy, that's a shallow, that's a b- bad place to be. No, you're like, I don't know, man. You gotta enjoy just life itself and like i am starting to as i get older to just like enjoy the fact that i'm healthy and that i have you know that there's just the day you could just like go outside and just like the simple pleasure of being outside in the sun and, and experiencing the fresh air it's not that bad it, it's like okay I'll, this is not that bad I don't give a fuck if I have nothing else. Yeah, man. Life isn't that bad. If you're alone, it's not that bad. And to solve that pro- oh, to solve the problem of, of being alone, I'm just going to be a patriarch. And that doesn't have to mean family. That could just mean business. Eventually, I I will start a business again. I have a business. It just doesn't do anything. It's a holding company. It's a shell company. But it's a business, man. It's registered in, in Texas as a as a fucking business. I had to spend two thousand bucks just to register it, so I could pay fucking taxes on it. So I might as well use it to hire employees. So anyway, that'll be my family. Is I'll be the fucking patriarch of the business and uh, that'll be fun, man. I'll be a good employ. I'll be a good employer. I'll give good benefits and I'll start a. F- It'll be like, hey, man, and I'll. <laughs> okay, my foot's falling asleep. It's so asleep right now, but I can, I can handle it. Anyway, that's about it. That 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 that. Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace. She is a very, she was one of my favorite solo sing, um, favorite singers of all time. She was extremely talented, so I was saddened by the news of her death. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. I'll be listening to her music right after this. Some of my favorite songs by her is. Uh, magic ah that's it okay baby the trump trump got raided what a loser man i mean you that's i feel bad for him kind of like but like i don't know like what did he do why is he getting raided man what did he what's the uh cause for that i don't know man i don't know i just feel like this economy like nobody feels good about the current administration i don't think i feel like we we wouldn't i feel like this whole like uh war on ukraine thing 
it's not good for the economy, and I just feel like it's not good. It doesn't look good on Biden's record that the economy is trash and that there's a freaking war in his fucking term in the first year of his or the second year it's not looking good for him so anyway this has been episode 42 of the tim vikes of bomb show stay healthy stay lean have a good rest of the week y'all peace